0: you are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind everybody I'm your host Michael Bauer the best in the business once again back in business joined as always by my faithful co-host we got Nate the professor Christian hi Nate Hey Mike, how was your how was your weekend? Did you win a lot of games this this week. Um, I did okay. I think I won over half of my contests, which always makes me happy.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty good with that. How about yourself? I had a pretty good week. Um, you know, won a lot of my games. I think it was about like 80 percent. It was a, it was a good week. But like we said on the last podcast, I, I, it's just overshadowed by the Kirk Cousins injury on my Scott Fishbowl team. It's because a shame. with with being in third place coming into the weekend, and I don't know what it is yet, but I think I'm going to stay top five because I had a pretty good week. I really care about my Scott Fishbowl team now more than any other league. It's pride, man. And, and, and Kirk, man, that injury happened, and I was devastated. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there's someone out there you could pick up off waivers. So hopefully,
1: Jaron Hall, apparently.
0: Hey, got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, and that's why drafting is important. And it's also important to know which players to buy, sell, hold and avoid mm, Segway Master at your disposal. Let's get into it. You know, the you know, the synopsis at this point, buying, selling, holding, avoiding. So we're not just going to do all individual players this week. We're going to do some scenario basis as well. So let's talk about the first let's one here. This is a tough one. And I had a really hard time filling this one out because I like all of these guys. So I think I can preface this by saying that if we're avoiding or selling, it's not because we dislike these players. This is the scenario that we're put in. We have to make a decision. I would like to have all these guys on my team. To be honest with you. Let's kick it off. Nate, what are we doing with... New York Jets running back Brees Hall, Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne, Seattle Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker, and Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. By the way, do not believe what Twitter says, Jonathan Taylor is still the best running back on his team.
1: It's very true. I'm going to talk about that right away because this is quite the impressive stable of running backs. And I am buying Jonathan Taylor, Mike. Buying Jonathan Taylor... um, 11 carries for 94 rush yards in the first half. In the second half, he mm. sustained an injury. Um, it wasn't widely talked about, uh, but he came up hobbled. And then in the second half, only had one carry for one yard. Only had two touches in the entire second half. He was not just taken out because Zach Moss is there. There was an injury, so he missed the second half of the game, basically. But 11 carries for 94 yards in the first half. Far him get back into the end zone since he's been back buying in the Jonathan Taylor first round pick and you know a, a mid tier running back I'm more than happy to make that uh trade because Jonathan Taylor's got that long term contract top 5 running back for the, you know the next 2 3 years I think in dynasty with his production you know what I'm expecting can um, I just say one go, thing go for, three, for it, mike. mike
0: if you're sending a 24 first round pick I think Jonathan Taylor
1: is better than any running back you will get with a absolutely. 24 first round. absolutely absolutely it's, right now, it's not a great running back class, unfortunately. I so this it's, one guy I really like, Mike, and I know you really like too. We're gonna to be talking about him on the next podcast.
0: I think it's gonna be a really good running back class in the second and third round next year. Like, there's gonna be some guys that are gonna be contributors, but not there's no Bijans
1: next year yeah, from what no the right or Gibbs. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please proceed. Yep. So buying Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne. I gotta sell him, unfortunately, in this scenario. And I like Travis Etienne. If you have him, you know, in a, in a vacuum, you're going to hold him. Um, you can't really buy him right now because you, it's so expensive to buy running backs in season who are actually producing and young. just yeah. not usually worth it. Um, but Travis Etienne, averaging 3.9 yards per carry right now. Um, but has the most carries in the league, is getting a ton of volume, getting work in the receiving game too. So he's scoring lots of fantasy points, and he will continue to for the year. If you have Travis Etienne, you're very happy. But I'm seeing a lot of volume, not a ton of efficiency. I wonder if, God, I know I have my history with Tank Bigsby, but is Tank Bigsby going to emerge from the shadows at some point, Mike, and take at least like 10 touches away from Travis oh, Etienne? We won. I mean, 10 touches away from Travis Etienne. Uh, you know, it's he'll still be productive, but I think he might lack some of the ceiling that you know Jonathan Taylor has, or this next guy who I'm holding, Brees Hall, um, Brees Hall. Maybe the RB one in Dynasty if you're sour on Arthur Smith and B. John Robinson right now. But Brees Hall, second-year player, I mean, he's super young. He's got the explosiveness already back from his ACL injury. He made that great reception, got down the field 50 yards, touchdown. He's you know viable in both areas of the game, on the ground, through the air. That Jets offense relies on Brees Hall. It's just going to get better and better for him. He's going to be a top running back as well for the next couple of years. Hold on to Brees Hall. Should have balled him earlier with the injury dip. And then, Mike, who's that leave out for the avoid? It's Kenneth Walker, um, who Zach Charbonnet actually out-snapped this week. 56% to 42%, Mike. And there it is. And you know what? Kenneth Walker, he hasn't had that great of season. He did have 30 points against Carolina, but outside of that has not had more than – uh 18 and a half points in any game outside of that. He's just been, you know, lucky with some touchdowns. Hasn't got a ton of receiving work. Now he's getting out snapped by Zach Charbonnet. The upcoming schedule is also really rough for Kenneth Walker. You go on sleeper and you look down the, the line and it's just a bunch of red and orange. He's got teams like the 49ers on there twice. He's got Dallas Cowboys on there, Philadelphia, the Titans, not good looking for a running back, especially if they're going to start losing snaps to Zach Charbonnet. I do want to avoid Kenneth Walker. He's a guy you actually really should be selling. I just couldn't uh, – well, you know what, Mike? I should have avoided Travis Etienne because I said he's too expensive and you should sell Kenneth Walker. We're doing a, an audible right now. We yeah, are avoiding that. Travis Etienne and we are selling Kenneth Walker. Sean? you are selling Kenneth Walker for on the board. You know, a first plus. There you go. I want a first plus for Kenneth Walker. Give yeah. me another running back back. You know, can you get Alvin Kamara? You probably can't get a first, Ooh. but Alvin Kamara in early second would be pretty tasty, I think. That.
0: Especially if you're in Especially a PPR. Contender. Form- if you're in a PPR format, give me Alvin Kamara all day. All day.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. straight up, if you're a contender and I'll that's what it. sets you up, I might yeah. do that straight up. I'll do it. I know it's you not know the like- same dynasty value, but hey, if Kenneth Walker's losing snaps to Jack Charbonnet, and it's not saying he's going to be like irrelevant, but if he becomes a guy who, is only scoring between 10 and 20 points a week, which is a nice spot. So, I mean, but he's Brian Robinson at that point.
0: Yeah. So we have a couple players here similar. Um, I'm going to buy Brees Hall. He's showing that he's fully recovered, and he's viable, even with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. I'm excited to see what happens when Aaron Rodgers comes back. Does it on the ground? Not last week, but through the air last week, six catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, you're going to have to pay multiple first. You, you yeah. just are. Or you're going to have to pay up with a guy like Kamara or Henry and probably a plus to get mm-hmm. Brees Hall right now. That's just how it is. And I think Brees Hall is good for a contender as well because he's getting it done. Um, I'm selling Travis Etienne. Oh, that's right. You you flipped it, didn't you? I did. Okay. Either way, I'm selling Etienne. Um, you know, he leads the league in rushing attempts 151 only a 3.9 yard per carry average He's getting good receiving work i think i could get a haul for him you can honestly multiple first round picks probably again that's why i hate buying running backs in season because when they're productive they just cost more money um, i'm holding on to jonathan taylor because we've waited this long and jonathan taylor is so freaking expensive he's, you know he's back he's healthy even though he did get banked a little bit last week it's gonna cost a lot and the last two weeks have been pretty good 18 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Three catches, 45 yards, no receptions two weeks ago. And in this past week, 12 for 95 and no touchdowns, one for two and no touchdowns. So he's on his way back to being fully healthy, hopefully soon. And um, Kenneth Walker III, I'm avoiding him. I like Kenneth Walker III. Has the most competition of the four listed, and we've seen Zach Charbonnet starting to cut into his workload. So sorry, Mr. Walker, you gone. Yeah, Nate. Let's move on. What are we doing with New Orleans Saints wide receiver Chris Olave? I'm
1: buying. I'm buying, Mike, because I missed out on the original buy window for Chris Olave. Yeah. Because I was not into Chris Olave during the draft process. Really? I, I, I was. I was a big fan of Garrett Wilson, but okay. less of a fan of Chris Olave. Um, I thought he was a bit more one-dimensional than he ended up being. Um, but I thought I thought he was more of a deep threat. And he's obviously been very good for that. And he's actually kind of been pigeonholed into that uh, this year with the saints at times, but he's obviously more than that because he's seventh in targets in the NFL right now with 68. He's got the most routes run of any wide receiver in the NFL. He's here to stay long-term. He is, you know, a building block for that offense and they got an old offense, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. These are guys that, you know, the saints are all in right now because their window is about to close shut. But when it does, And that whole team has to rebuild. Chris Olave is going to be the cornerstone piece of that offense. And he's going to be getting all the volume continuously. I like what's there. Chris Olave, the points will come. I know it's been a little bit disappointing, but the volume's there. The talent's there. Just got to wait for the Saints offense to catch up. So if you're buying Chris Olave, it's not cheap. He's still expensive. He's still considered a top 10 wide receiver by a lot of people. Um, I'm willing to, with the recent Matthew Stafford injury, I'm willing to entertain selling Puka Nakua for Chris Olave. Now, okay. straight up, straight up, I don't think there's anything enticing me to make the move. But if you can get Chris Olave in a second for Puka Nakua right now, before the Matthew Stafford injury really gets into people's head, that you know Puka Nakua is not going to be you know not that he's not going to produce, he's still a good wide receiver. But you know if I can get anything on top, I would be willing to make that move. Um I'd also like to move Swift in a second if you don't need Swift if you don't need that running back if you're like you know more of a long-term team you know Chris Olave might not fit a lot of contending teams right now as a trade target but if you're a rebuilding team a team that maybe doesn't know still still like on the edge Chris Olave is a good target cuz he should give you some production this year he was also going to be a great dynasty asset like to move Swift in a second you know a first round pick I would obviously move for Chris Olave I would be willing to move a first and a second together for Chris Olave I think he's a, you know, a bona fide stud and this is a time that we can get him for not super cheap, but maybe a good value. Yeah. I'm buying as well. And I'm
0: buying, I believe in the talent. Like you said, their, their win window is not great. I mean, they're going all in. Yeah. Good to see Michael Thomas back on the field. They're so, in
1: cap space. Hell after yeah. this year. They need a Howie Roseman out there,
0: but you're gonna have to pay at least a first round pick, probably more. Pulled up some trades here, and you know, first round pick in 2024 is the going rate for him. I'm seeing him move for players like Cooper Cup straight up, Dallas Goddard oh. straight up. Oh um, man, I'm sorry,
1: I was overvaluing him. Apparently,
0: yeah. Here's one: Jameer Gibbs for Chris Olave. So, I mean, we're I'll talking. Take Gibbs. You'll take Gibbs there. Yeah, I'll take okay. Gibbs. Here's a weird one. Chris Olave for Rondale Moore, a 24 first
1: and a 24 fourth. Well, if he's going rates right, a first round pick then. Yeah. I'll... Hey, If you can go get Chris Olave for a first round pick, make it happen. Yeah, that's true. And I'll look for DeAndre Swift. Seventh uh, in targets. Yeah. You can get him for a first round pick. You, you got to pay up.
0: Like I said, I believe in the talent. I would also, you know, if I had to move on from players like George Pickens or Calvin Ridley and even oh, add yeah. a second onto those players. And I, I like those players a lot not Calvin Ridley as much. Uh, we've talked about him a week or so ago, and we're saying we would still prefer Christian Kirk. But this is the case where, you know, like I said in the last podcast, not always about the player's name. You're moving a name here, Calvin Ridley. People were buzzing when he went to
1: Jacksonville. So use that to your advantage. Mike, yes. You know who I would trade for Chris Olave? Drake London.
0: you have fire in your gut? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't. Okay. Do you want to take a moment to explain why? Uh, to explain
1: well, number one, seventh in targets. Uh, I, I like chasing volume, especially yeah, in fantasy true. football. Um, nothing, like I, I always say, you know, it's not about the the talent of Drake London. It's the situation. And he's he's been able to have some weeks where he's performed, but we can obviously see it's, it's not working out really well. Now, Taylor Heineke might change the game. So you know, I might I might look like I have egg on my face next week if Taylor Heineke goes up there and throws for 300 yards. But with Arthur Smith as the head coach, it doesn't sound uh, very practical or realistic. So Chris Olave, seventh in targets, most routes run of any wide receiver. That's the whole problem with Drake Olo- Drake London. So give me Chris Olave,
0: I'm not London. Give me Olave. I want to know what Drake London did with Taylor Heineke, and I'd like to see the splits there.
1: Yeah. So that would be nice to know.
0: I don't know. Taylor Haneke commander's legend. Um, but uh, let's have you legends hang on for a break and we will be back in just a moment. All right, everybody welcome back a little bit. So we had talked about Kirk cousins and his Achilles injury. So I guess the question here is Nate, what are we doing with both Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson in lieu of the Kirk Cousins injury. We're thinking that their production is going to drop. Say we're a competitive team, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, this is a tough one um, for multiple reasons, <laughs> one being that, Mike, we're recording on Monday night. You know, The Lions-Raiders game is happening right now, and rumor has it that maybe the Vikings make a move tomorrow before the trade deadline closes at the quarterback position. Maybe. And you mentioned Jameis Winston in the last – Last podcast, but
0: I've been if hearing. they
1: bring in a veteran quarterback to try to you know make a run for it, maybe I, God, I would love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick come out of retirement and play for the Vikings. I just just had that thought cross my mind, but um, that would be great for Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson. By the way, yeah, that would be incredible. Um, so if we have a veteran wide receiver come in, I'm not going to be too worried about it because this is Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson. We're talking about we're talking about you know one of the better wide receiver duos in the NFL, uh, already. And, you know, if you have any decent quarterback come in there, he should be able to get them the ball. They're, they're not that hard to get the ball because they're usually creating a lot of separation. So I'm not too worried about them. Obviously the ceiling is going to be a little limited. Uh, you know, the Vikings probably aren't going to go out there. Uh, they, they can't go out there and throw 40, 50 times with a different quarterback other than Kirk cousins and expect to win. So, Um, we're not going to see as much volume. We're not going to see the same efficiency. So we do have to lower the ceiling. You know, Jordan Addison, I still think he's going to have a good season. Um, He's not going to have, you know, the 20 point upside on a weekly basis, especially once Justin Jefferson comes back. But I still like both of these wide receivers. I'm more than happy if there's any kind of dip here for Jordan Addison, where I can get him straight up for 24 first. I'm absolutely taking that opportunity. I'm happy with, you know, I know next year has a great wide receiver class. But Jordan Addison, just as good. I love him as a prospect. He's already showing off. Give me him for a 24 first. That would be a great deal. Uh, you're still probably going to have to pay a little bit more for that, but maybe you can use the Kirk injury to your advantage. Justin Jefferson, two firsts, still minimum. You know, people, you know, we play Dynasty. Hopefully no one's out there uh, panic selling Justin Jefferson, but so, you're going to need two firsts plus a wide receiver like maybe a young one like Marvin Williams, Jaden Reed, Rasheed Rice maybe you can give them some production if they're looking for production, like Gabe Davis and Mari Cooper. That's the kind of deal you got to make to make Justin Jefferson. But if if you're a middle of the road team and rebuilding team, great time to go out and get them and change your team.
0: I'm not going to panic and sell these guys cheap. I've seen people no. do that before. Um, they overreact to an injury like this and look, it sucks. But like you did mention, they could bring in a vet. And if it's Jameis Winston, it the fact is Jameis Winston has at times helped receivers get big numbers, like Mike Evans put up a lot yeah. of numbers with Jameis Winston. And I think Jameis Winston is a vet that can do it with two wide receivers For sure, Perryman put up good numbers with Jameis Winston. He did. That's true. Um, but we also
1: don't know if Justin Jefferson's going to come back this year either. You know uh, what I mean? I'm, I'm not as I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson not coming back at all. I, I could definitely see him, you know, extending his time out, you know, a week, a couple weeks, you know, to make sure he's fully healthy. But if the Vikings are out of it. Well, you know why, man? He wants he wants to go to the Hall of Fame. He doesn't care. He, he wants get to get it. stats.
0: It might not be his choice either. You know what I mean? So, and it was a four to six week injury. I think we're three weeks.
1: Team's also four and four, which is unfortunate because they're not like in a position where they they're already like you know at the top of the draft.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, there's always that possibility, be it slim, that he doesn't come back. So he's going to slide onto your IR. We're not going to panic sell him. Um, but I'm definitely holding both of these guys. You just drafted Jordan Addison. You know what he's going to be in the future. Let's not panic. I mean, if we could move. The only way I'd consider moving a guy like Justin Jefferson is I'm I'm just trading him for somebody who's definitely going to help me win a championship right now. Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, guys like that. Yep. CD Lamb. That, that's it. And I, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I know that injuries open up a buy window, a low, buy low window, but not for late players like this. And I know Jordan Addison is an elite yet, but he definitely has a chance to ascend to something similar to that. So no. I don't want to give up too early. I'd love to see what their backup or their quarterback situation looks like before I make any decisions like that moving forward. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, Nate, what are you doing? <laughs> With Tennessee Titans backup quarterback, hey, he was the backup to last week. He was uh,
1: Tennessee Titans quarterback Will
0: Levis. It's not Levi's. Levis.
1: Yeah, he's taking that job. Um, what an so. impressive debut! Four it's touchdowns, that- made it look easy. Looked like it, it was Halloween, and he his costume was Aaron Rodgers. The way he was throwing back there. Yeah, he's got a huge arm. This is a good offense for him where he can let Henry run the ball and then take deep shots off of play action. That's exactly what the Titans want. That's exactly the skill set that fits Will Levis. Um he's the best option by far, it seems, what they've got. He's already done more in his one game than any of the other quarterbacks on the roster have done for the Titans in the last two years. So Will Levis, I'm buying in on him. I'm willing to pay a 24 first. Uh I think It's going to take that to get him. You're not going to be able to get him for a second round pick. That's where a lot of people picked him up in the draft. If you can get him for two seconds, I think that's a great deal right now. Um, If you need a quarterback three, I think Will Levis is a great one to go get right now. I'm buying in on the opportunity because it's so hard to find a good quarterback. And this is such a promising start. And if he goes out on Thursday night and has another half-decent game, the price is going to be a floor of a 24 first. So you have just a couple of days here to go out, grab – Will Levis make it happen? I like it. You know, if you can also trade a quarterback like Kenny Pickett or Daniel Jones, I would absolutely do that as well. I, I'm I'm done with okay. Kenny Pickett. I watched him miss Deontay Johnson in the red zone on Sunday, and I just walked away from the TV. and I was like, I'm I'm done with Kenny Pickett.
0: Do you think it's Kenny Pickett or is it Matt Canada? Or it's Matt
1: Canada, but it's also it's also Kenny Pickett. So. But unfortunately, Kenny Pickett plays under Matt Canada's yeah, well, system, so. Maybe I can make a better decision about that when Matt Canada is gone, but yeah, I don't know when that's happening. So I'm
0: holding Will Levis. Look, you guys know if you've been listening to this pod for a while, I was a Will Levis stand, if Word. you will, before the draft. I think I might have been the only one on this crew. Um, he looked really good in his first start, 19-29, 238 yards, four touchdowns, and he didn't turn the ball over, which is huge because he did have problems with that at Kentucky. So that was a concern coming in think he's the guy we think he's the guy we think he is the
1: guy not making any he's got more potential than anyone else at that position on that roster so
0: i mean right now he's definitely got a firmer grip on his job than i'd say desmond ritter does on his yep to say the least i mean there's other rookies out there bryce young's not going anywhere um what's his name CJ stroud's not going anywhere yeah you know, but he's definitely got a grip, and I'd love to see him with a fully healthy trail on Burks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a healthy Derrick Henry next year, maybe, but it could be Tajay Spears too. I don't know. Um, if you sell him to get a quarterback next year, like right now, if you're selling him. Because you're like, I'm going to sell him, get a first and draft a quarterback next year. Let's not forget some guys like Malik Willis, Henning Hooker and Matt Crowell, guys that we all had higher opinions on, got less than ideal draft capital. So the fact of the matter is you trying to project, I'm going to move him, get one of these studs. Bad things can happen. We see what's happening right now. So it can... happened to Will Levis. It did. Yeah, it did. And it, it worked out OK in the end, but it doesn't always. So I'm holding on to Will Levis, Nate, before we wrap up, we got one more. Yeah, and you got to
1: start this one because I started the last buy sell hold avoid. What do I got to do? It's not because it's your turn, Mike.
0: All right, so I will lead us off and say, What are we doing with Seattle Seahawks running back Zach Charbonnet, Jacksonville Jaguars running back Tank Bigsby, New Orleans Saints running back Kendra Miller, and the aforementioned Tennessee Titans running back? Tajay Spears. So I will kick it off as per our CFO. I'm going to buy Tajay Spears. We know how dynamic he is. Could very well be the lead back in Tennessee if Derrick Henry is moved before the trade deadline or and if he's not the lead back, he's the 1A in a committee. You know what I mean? And that's what we hope for right now. Can we get him for a second? Because I would try, you know, if I'm not competing, I'd move a guy like Najee and get him in a second back with it. Maybe you can move an injured player like J.K. Dobbins. There's people out there still holding out some hope. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I would sell Tank Bigsby because there's always some lunatic in every league that thinks he's the best running back in the class and in Jacksonville.
1: What, what, what are you selling uh, Tank Bigsby for, Mike? I might be interested. I'll take a second or Brian Robinson in a third. How are you going to get Brian Robinson in a third for Tank Bigsby, Mike? It might just be Brian Robinson. I don't know. You got th- – i don't i don't think i'm gonna need to just, i'm gonna need to give you bigsby in a second to get brian robinson or you have to give me bigsby in a second even me you have to give me bigsby in a second to get brian robinson
0: I've, i think i might do it to be honest with you i'm gonna hold on to kendra miller because the waiting game here might be more beneficial than that of tank bigsby Kamara's is not the best pure runner we love alvin kamara and he's very very good he's not really great between the tackles great receiver you know um Cutting Jamal Williams would actually save the team money if they cut him next year. So, Kendra Miller, know. great between the tackles. We know what he could do. In New Orleans, they've done the two-back system in the past, and they've done it really well. And I'm avoiding Zach Charbonnet. Hey, look, we I just apparently hate Seattle running backs today. Um, third is his competition. It's good competition, too. I like him. But up until this past week, we haven't seen what we thought we would
1: so far. Yeah. This year. Well, I'm buying Zach Charbonnet, Mike. Because you're insane. Because he outsnapped <laughs> Kenneth Walker, fifty six percent of the snaps. You said, yeah, to forty two percent. And Zach Charbonnet is opening up the screen game for the Seattle Seahawks. Mike, and you know how valuable those those targets are for running backs in fantasy football.
0: Coming up the screen game.
1: So yeah. you know, my man Zach Charbonnet. He's had two targets at least in the last five games of his season. He's only played in six games in his career, so. He's a constant receiving threat out of the backfield. Exactly what we had him pegged for in the draft, you know? Um, so he also averaged 10 yards per carry this past weekend. So, you know, watch out there. Interesting. So I'm going to buy Zach Charbonnet. think you can get him right now for mid to late second, even though that's where people picked him up. A lot of people are trying to get out of him. Mid second probably, um, you know, gets the ball rolling. Then you might need to add something on top of that. Maybe a throw in player. Um but you can make that happen for Zach Ertz. We talked about 2024 class. There might be a couple of running backs I like in the second round, but it, it, with how the draft worked out this year, you know, I, I don't trust that those guys are going to have great opportunity. So buying Zach Ertz. I'm going to sell Tajay Spears. Sorry, Mike. I'm still a little concerned about those knees. Concerned about the Titans' offense just moving forward. I like Will Levis, but Derrick Henry doesn't seem like he's going to get traded. So Tajay Spears behind Derrick Henry. I don't know when Derrick Henry moves on. And then if Tajay Spears is a workhorse running back, I think he's kind of just a committed guy. I think he's going to be really good in that and efficient, but I think he kind of lacks that high upside. So I'm willing to sell him right now. Maybe I can get him. I uh, sell Tajay Spears for Zach Charbonnet plus more than willing to make that move right now. Um, holding tank Bigsby, Mike, because you know, I got him everywhere and I'm not going to sell him anytime soon. We know. I still believe in the talent. I talked about it earlier. Travis Etienne hasn't been super efficient. Getting a ton of volume. Maybe they want to take the load off him a little bit, give Bigsby some run. And then I'm avoiding Kendra Miller. I like the talent of Kendra Miller, but he hasn't really had any opportunity this year. Um he did have, you know, a nice little game right before Kamara came back, but since Kamara's been back, uh Kamara has dominated the the backfield for the Saints. So Kendra Miller, guy I'm just avoiding right now. Maybe I'll be buying back into him at the end of the season going into the offseason.
0: All right, so there you have it, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. For Nate, I'm Mike. See you next time. Your favorite Dynasty fantasy football podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business sleeper with sleeper picks you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100 with sleeper picks you can play picks higher and lower and much more when you use the code rewind you get access to pregame and in-game NFL MLB NBA and college teams right on your mobile device all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks and the Sleeper app today and use the code Rewind for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. until next time, everybody. For my faithful co hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. But thank you for listening.